Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally, and today we are here with Jordan. How are you, Jordan? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Are you ready to get started? I'm very ready, yes. Okay, perfect. So tell us a little bit about your journey with Trichotillomania. How old were you when you started? Where have you pulled from? Things like that. Yeah, so I started in 2008. Uh, my aunt passed away when I, in 2007 when I was in fourth grade. And so it wasn't really specifically pointed and like from doctors or anyone that, hey, because of this part happening in your life, this is why you have trick. But that's what we've kind of connected it with because a year after that exactly is when I started pulling and I started pulling my eyelashes and I had the longest, thickest, most curled eyelashes just naturally. And so my mom one day, of course, was like, um, where's all your eyelashes? And I was like, I, I've never had eyelashes. I don't know what you're talking about. And she's just like, okay, okay, Jordan. So from then from fifth grade, it was just eyelashes to eyebrows as soon as all those were pulled out. And then it just eventually got to my hair because then I chopped my hair. And then once that happened, it it just happened out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. When did you learn that there was a name for this thing that you were doing? My mom came to me about it. And I, I think it was about a year after it was happening with me because she wasn't the type of parent that's like, oh, like, you shouldn't be doing this. I don't know what this is, so I'm not going to really care about it. She was more into investigating of what was going on and happening. And so she's the one that actually came to me about it, and I didn't want to hear about it. I was like, no, this isn't true. Like, this isn't a thing. I don't do this. I was just really in denial about it at first. Mm -hmm. At what point did you say, all right, you know, I kind of have to, like, face the facts here, it, this is really something that I, that I have. That was middle school. And that, cause once it just started to become more of an issue. Cause there was a morning where my dad woke me up and all my hair was like to the side. And so there's this huge patch there and he kind of freaked out, which made me super insecure about it. But that's when I was like, this is a problem. And then when I cut my hair and I got highlights that kind of hid the patches and the bald spots. And so no one really knew, but then it just got worse and worse with just middle school and just becoming that age, it's a hard time in general. So then with that, I started to wear hats and I had to have like a special pass. And so then that got annoying and ridiculous. And so then I eventually shaved my head into a mohawk in middle school. And I knew I just had to own it at that point when I had to shave my head. Um, and it tried to be one of the easiest things, but it was one of the hardest things in that time as well. So is that the first time you shared out like with people and told them what you were going through? Kind of, yeah. I was still like hesitant about it, but it was more like, yeah, I pull my hair. I don't really know much about it, but yeah, I know it's weird. Like I would kind of like play along with it in a way. But it'd be more of my friends that would be standing up for me more than I stood up for myself. Oh, that's so nice. How did it feel, you know, sharing with your close friends about it? It was hard. It was weird. Because um, I was the only one that did it, obviously. And I feel like I have it worse because it's not like I just 
pull my eyelashes and I don't pull anything else or I just have like one little spot it's like my whole head and so it's very noticeable so the I, just, I think I was just super blessed with the group of friends I had like I was really lucky because if I had friends that didn't treat me the way they did and accept me the way that they did I think this whole outcome would be totally different on how I view it and share it mm-hmm. now I think you and I started pulling at a similar age. I know at that age, kids have questions and they just blurt it out. They don't even think, well, this okay. person's doing Yeah, did yeah. did people approach you? Because for me, they, oh, what's this? Why don't you have this? Did you have that growing up too? Kinda, it was more like hush hush and like them kind of like talking behind my back and whispering like, oh, what is this? But then there would be some kids of like, oh, do you have cancer or do you have, I don't know. It was mainly cancer at that point. And then it turned into the alopecia when that was more heard of and stuff. But it was very, it was just weird. It was very a taboo type of topic because it was like they would ask me, but they wouldn't ask me. They'd kind of be like, so what's the, what's the, why do you wear a hat? That was kind of the more simpler deal. Like, why do you wear a hat? And then it would go into this whole spiral. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spoke with some other people about the hat. Like, they want to wear the hat because it does cover up, but mm-hmm. because everyone else can't wear one, there's even more questions now. You're not, you're still yes. not blending in, you know? Yeah, you can never blend. Like, with my head wraps, it's the easiest thing because, I mean, I have my wigs and the wigs are fun and all, but they're annoying. It's not like they're comfortable. Um, and then just some hats, like, I don't like the way I look in certain hats or without like certain makeup or certain outfits type deal. So as much as I want to blend in, I can't ever blend in and I don't want the attention, but I get the attention. So it's a win lose. Oh yeah. And I feel like I I spoke about this the other day with someone. If I want to share out, I'm more open to questions, but if someone Mm -hmm. approaches me and says, what's this? I don't really want to tell you at that point. I shut down. Mm-hmm. It's like I can tell now if who is genuine in asking about it and who is just asking to ask. Mm-hmm. So after you shared, you said eighth grade, I think you had the mohawk, right? Yeah. So after you started sharing with people, did you find yourself wanting to share more? You know, maybe on social media and things like that. Uh, no, not at that point. Um, I I was just super insecure with the way that I looked. I didn't mind talking about it with people but I was I wasn't huge huge but I was I was overweight and I was a bigger kid and then high school like I kind of got the hair back and then I got the glue and extensions but it was never right and everything was just weird and I never blended in um but I still had like groups of friends in every little group type deal but um from that point it was just I hated sharing it publicly. I didn't mind sharing it personally, but it wasn't until I shaved my head in college that I was like, yeah, I could definitely share about this. And then my friend was like, you could model like this and people like shaved heads. And I was like, I don't know, that's kind of weird, but (laughs) I did it and it ended up being really cool and fun. So it wasn't until like three, four years ago that I, socially on social media and things like that really wanted to share it Mm -hmm. 
Tell me about the moment you first shave your head. How was that for you? From like a couple years ago? Yeah, like I think I think I saw a post of yours where you mentioned like shaving it down for maybe the first time or have you shaved it all the way down before? No, so like in middle school, it was just kind of shaping into a mohawk because I didn't pull much in the center. But then time goes on and I have nothing to pull here. So I migrate. So the mohawk wasn't really a thing anymore. But when I shaved it a couple years ago, that I got like wig caps. And so then I would wear like different hats or different scarves. And I watched a bunch of YouTube videos of African accounts and um, Muslim accounts to see if those would work at all to put up what hair I did have. And then once I got to the point to where I could find my style, I was like, F it, I'll just do it. And one of my mom's friends is a hairdresser. So then they took me in the back and um, it was kind of like a private little room type deal. So it was really cool. And I just kind of rocked with it and it ended up being great. Yeah. Did you feel like afterward you've kind of felt a sense of freedom? Like I don't have the hair to pull now because it's it's so low. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a break. Yeah. No, I definitely feel this huge freedom. I definitely feel stressed with it sometimes, though, because I feel like I have so much upkeep with it at the same time. Even though I don't have a bunch of hair, I still have to shave it every so often, and that drives me nuts. I hate that process. I hate the shaving of it all the time, because once it gets that certain length, it's like it's that perfect texture to pull and that perfect length to pull. And I know I shouldn't, but it feels so good at the same time that I don't want to like miss out almost. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's so hard because um, I, I like it. I like to do it. I like how it feels. And so it is hard to stop yeah. doing. Yes, like I've never heard anybody else express it, but it's hard to say something I hate doing so much, but I love doing it at the same time. And it's so stressful and nobody gets it. Yeah. I recently just grew out my eyelashes. I hadn't had eyelashes for at least two years, like when, you know, 2020. And mm -hmm. pandemic. Um, so yeah, I recently grew them, but they are the hardest ones for me. I can't, I cannot stay away from them. No, it's, I can't. I, I'm glad you're late. It's because it's just so hard. I mean, what? I mean, I barely touch it or like, I'll be putting on my eye makeup and I see one dark one and it's like, it has to go. It has to go. I don't care where I'm at, it has to go. Mm -hmm. It's and, horrible. And it, yeah. And I think about, I'll think about that one hair all day long. Yes. And so then I'll be messing with it all day. And then there's this huge hole basically where my eyeliner is of this clump that's gone. And I just look like an idiot, but I did it to myself. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, there's no yeah. stopping. I think that's what created my OCD too. Because I have like mad OCD with a lot of things. Um, and I think that really stemmed from it because it's like everything's in a perfect circle too of where I pull and everything's gone like in a perfect line. It's just, it's a weird OCD thing now. Mm -hmm. Now, one person said this to me and I thought, oh my gosh, it's so true. Pulling them out stinks. <laughs> Having, you know, the bald eyelids. It's, you know, it's not great, but the, the hardest part is having them grow back. Because mm -hmm. they have to grow back in different times. All stages, all textures. I mean, 
I don't get it. I could pull them all out at the same time, and yet I have them super long, and then some like barely coming. It it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Yeah. What are some things that you've done to kind of you know maybe limit yourself or remind yourself to kind of okay maybe I don't want to do this right now. A lot of it would be because I've tried so many things. I've tried knitting, crocheting, gloves, hats, Vaseline, um, lotion, just putting my hair wet, like anything and everything. But the biggest one is probably like embroidery when I want to do it, like hand embroidery. Um, And then I got a dog. So then that helps me a lot of, he's psycho in a good way, but (laughs) keeps me busy and keeps my hands busy. And, but it it really depends on if I want to stop. And when I know and I want to stop, I can really get in the groove and I could be embroidering for like five hours. But if I don't have that mentality that's clicked yet, I mean, I could pull and it would be like, it's 3 a.m. and I don't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find yourself getting into a trance-like state when you start to pull? Like yeah. time is just flies? It It flies. It's... I don't know how to explain it. It's almost like sometimes if I want time to pass super quickly, I know that's something that will, which is bad, but it is what it is. And at that point, if I don't want to go to sleep or if I know I need to like keep my mind busy or something to like not focus on other things, I'll resort to that. Mm-hmm. Have there Has there ever been a time where you're, you know, you haven't pulled that off and just for whatever reason, it kind of, you know, the, the urges kind of, you know, took a step back. There was a time in high school and this time drives me nuts. Cause I can't ever pinpoint of why I stopped and how I stopped, but it was my junior year and all of my hair grew back. Like all the bald spots grew in, my hair got longer. It was in different lengths and everything, but everything grew back. And then something happened. I don't even remember what happened. And I just went in this frenzy again and haven't been able to not stop and then I think the longest after my shaving after shaving my head excuse me um was probably like a couple weeks or maybe a month because then I was really on top of it and keeping it shaved for so long and then I got tired of that and just kind of went into the habit Mm -hmm. now you mentioned earlier about wearing wigs Mm -hmm. are there was that something you felt like you had to wear or was it something you kind of experimented in just for fun? I definitely wanted to do it because, I don't know, even as a kid, I was really drawn to wigs of like Halloween costumes and I would get it and I'd wear it around the house and I feel like I was a whole different person and my mom would get so pissed sometimes. Maybe <laughs> not pissed, but more like annoyed because she's like, you act like a whole different person, but it's like, You can be whoever you want with another wig, which I think is the fun of it. So then experimenting with what colors and styles or whatever works, I think that's the most fun. But then there's some outfits that look better with wraps and there's some outfits that I just want hair of like a more casual or I don't know, it kind of really depends on the attire as well. Is there a certain like brand of wig that you like or a style? And I know you mentioned wearing the cap because some they can be itchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always wear a cap, especially, I mean, because my head just, it's super itchy a lot of the time too. And it gets way too hot, especially on like the more 
bald patches, like not where it's like prickly, but if it's more shiny or more smooth, like that sweats really easily. So then I don't want that with the wig, so that's annoying. Um, but I don't have really like a certain brand. There's a certain store I go to by my house, um, and I only spend 40 to 80 bucks on a wig because it's like half human, half fake. I bought one real human hair wig, and that was when I first shaved my head. It was like $400, but it still looks great to this day. And so it's one of my favorites, but I won't spend more than like 80 bucks on it usually. But I have so many different colors, and I love it. It's really fun. Yeah. And it's so true. It's, it becomes fun. A lot of people wear wigs, so it kind of seems like, you know, you're not going to stand out too much in an extent, you know, yeah. this is when we're little. Um, and you, you kind of have a different personality. It's, it's, you do. it's, it's just so much fun. Cause I know a lot of people too, that don't have any hair issues and they're like, I just want to switch it up, but don't want to pay hundreds of dollars to get the hair done, which is the smartest thing. Mm-hmm. So when you started to model and you had your shaved head, mm -hmm. did anyone ask about, you know, trick or anything? Or did you have, you know, an opportunity to share about it? Yeah, I would share about it a lot. And they would ask about it too. They're like, what would make you shave your head? Like, I'm curious and things like that. And in that kind of industry and world, like, I know that they're kind of really interested and they're genuine because... It's either you're in that industry, you're like shaving it to fit in into the industry at the moment for the trends or there's something else behind the scenes. And so it just gave me this gateway to kind of embrace it more. And then from there, I had people messaging me from like um, Australia and Italy and then Texas. Um, Rome was one. I mean, just from all over these people that have trick. And I was like, this was the craziest thing because it's not like it's only America, even though it's kind of mm -hmm. what it seems like, but then all these people are messaging and I was like, I really do have this platform that I can use right now. Yeah. And how did it feel going on to social media, you know, using that hashtag and realizing, oh my gosh, there are tons of people like me. It was eye opening because then a lot of them would message me and there was like moms that would message me of like, my kid is this age, like 10 or 11, like when I first started and this is happening and they do this and it's just verbatim of how I started and what it sounds like. And so from there, it was just, it was really eye-opening to know that I'm someone that they're looking towards and looking up to about this, which is not what I was, like, I was expecting at all. But it was, it was again, super eye-opening to know that there's others out there that struggle with it as much as I do, almost in the same way of how it starts. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were open about it on the internet, did anyone that you like knew personally, anyone that you've known, did they say they had it or they knew someone that had it? Mm -hmm. So I haven't, everyone that I've grown up with, I haven't yet come across them developing it or anything yet. Um, but it's gone to the point where it's like my significant other's cousin has it or my friend's daughter has it or even one of my friend's daughter at the very like she was a couple years old but she was twirling and she was pulling and it was just showing early signs of it and so it just shows that it can start super early too which I didn't really understand but I think she's grown out of it now um but 
it has shown me other people that have it in my circle and kind of in network that I can help as well, where they can always talk to me, which is cool. Yeah. And it's nice that you're, you know, starting these conversations because you're now so open about it. Yeah. That other people feel that they can share with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell me some things that you do for self-care. What are some things that you like to do to make yourself, you know, relax and calm? Um, a lot of the time, I just like to spend time with my dog. I used to, I used to do like a bunch of facial stuff, but I've really gotten in the habit of not doing that, which is so bad because my face was driving me nuts and I need to get back into that. Um, but it, I used to take a bunch of like bubble baths and um, used to splurge at Lush all the time and like 80 bucks down the drain on like two little things. Um, but I get too tired of doing that too. So I've quit that, but I mainly just kind of hang out with my dog or go to the dog park and he really like calms me down and eases me and keeps me busy and occupied and he helps me a lot. Yeah. And I think what's great is about a dog, besides them being the most loving, amazing creatures ever, um, is they kind of force you to do self-care things like walking outside, you know, being mm-hmm. in the sun. If you didn't have a dog, you might not be doing that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be doing a lot of things because we'll just go out to eat at breweries or places that he can go to. And I mean, he's a great Dane, so we get stopped anytime. So it kind of builds my euphoria and my happiness of like, yeah, everybody loves my dog and it's pretty cool. And so I kind of I don't use him for my benefit, but he definitely helps my happiness and helps me just get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. What would your what would be some advice you would give someone who is kind of starting their journey with trick? They know they have it. They're a little scared to maybe share, but they want to. What would you say to them? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that it's okay. It's going to be normal to be scared. Um, You don't have to feel like you have to rush into anything or feel like you have to vomit every little detail out. Um, Just take it one step at a time, but you're going to mess up and you're going to have a lot of fallbacks and that's going to be okay. You just can't think that now you sharing it, you're going to be perfect from here on out. Mm Mm-hmm. I love that you said that because I think a lot of times, you know, I'll get messages from people. Oh, you know, I just started. How do you stop? And I'm thinking, yeah, I'm not the right person to ask. I don't, I'm not, I haven't stopped ever. You know, when people tell me that they've stopped or they've been good for like a year or however so months, it's just like, I envy that because I wish I could do that. And I wish I could explain to people on how to stop when I have no clue how to stop because one, I don't really want to stop in a way because I don't know. I haven't found anything else that gives me that much comfort or ease or stress-free type feeling. But yet at the same time, it's all the opposite. It's very stressful. But until I find something that gives me that same feeling and same satisfaction, I don't know how I'll stop. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's important to mention, tell me if this relates to you. I feel in a sense, like I know this thing. I, I get how it works to an extent. I don't want to pick up something else. Cause what if that is like worse or like more harmful, you know? Yes. No, exactly. Like I have, I've, 
I feel like this is a very addictive personality type trait in a way. So I know how I have an addictive personality. So that's why I don't do a lot of other things because I'm not going to go down that road because I know it's going to be worse. And I'm not, I'm just not here for that. But I definitely feel like that is the case for sure. Mm-hmm. Are there any tips or tricks you would give someone who just just wants to come for advice? They're not sure. They maybe haven't told their parents. They're just like, what are some things I can do to maybe manage or maybe just make myself feel better about this disorder that I have? I mean, how I always say, like, it's normal. Like, it may not seem normal, but it's normal. And everybody has their flaws. Everybody has a flaw. Ours are just more noticeable, which sucks. But you just have to figure out a way to cope with that and embrace it. Hide it when you need to. That's okay to hide it. But you just have to remember that not everybody's perfect. And it's definitely... um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of makes you not, oh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It's like, so you don't think that you're all that and that you're the shit and it it sets you back and it really mm-hmm. makes you think and put into perspective of other people's flaws. So whether you're struggling with hair pulling or skin picking or any other crazy habit that you have, it's normal. And you just can't beat yourself up about it. Mm. Have you noticed yourself dabbling or even being involved in the skin picking as well? Yeah. Have you noticed doing that? Yeah. I bite my lips constantly to the point where I make them bleed. And then the skin picking is mainly like with my acne. Like when I break out, like I will pick it till no end. And I hate it because I, I have scars from it, but it's satisfying at the same time and the lip biting is satisfying, but it hurts so bad. But I catch myself doing that all the time. I bite the inside of my cheeks constantly. I mean, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a, um, like a magnifying mirror, like a little one that you stick on the mirror. And I used to use that for like when I'm looking at my eyebrows and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at it and there maybe were like blackheads or something. And I'm like, Oh, what are those? You know? Mm-hmm. And then you got to pop them. You got to mess with them. Oh, God, it's the worst. Yeah. And it's so, it's so, um, it's like a slippery slope. It's so kind of easy to fall into other, you know, BFRBs when you're already like in that state. Yeah. And when you have one, you don't think that you can have others. And then you look at the list and look at other people and you're like, have like over half of these things right now Mm -hmm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. but like you said it helps it helps you be relatable to other people i'm sure tons of people actually have bfrbs but aren't as open about it or they don't even know it's that yeah yeah definitely now is there anything in your your trick journey your bfrb journey that you would change Hmm. Oh, that's a tough, I've never thought of that. I don't really think so. As much as I hated a lot of what I went through and 
just growing. It just, it was a very depressive thing in the beginning. And I mean, I just, I hated my life. I hated myself and all the above, but I don't think I would change anything because I think that's where, obviously it's where it's brought me today. And it's made me a lot stronger and a lot more perceptive on it all. I mean, if I could take back some of the hard things and some of the things that people said to me, yeah, that would be great because those words don't go away. But I don't think the timeline of changing anything, no. I'm pretty glad of how that all happened, to be honest. I love that. And I think it's so important for people to hear that. They're like, you, I had some tough times. I hated everything. But I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. But I think that's beautiful and, and really inspirational for people who are going through it. Maybe, you know. The early stages, maybe not, but even to hear that is really great. So thank you for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna candy coat that. Like that time sucks in general, and then to have any type of disorder, it sucks twice as more. Like no matter what you have, and it just it's a shitty time. People are suicidal. I was suicidal. It it was a shit time. That's all I have. To, that's the best way to describe it. But again, if I didn't have the friends that I had, those those people helped me so much. And if it wasn't for like those three to five people, it'd probably be a different story. Mm -hmm. And those friends, were they, would you consider them like sometimes an accountability partner? Would they ask you about it or were just, were they just like, you know, loving and supportive and helpful in that sense? Too? One of them was very accountable. I mean, she would, <laughs> she would throw things across the classroom at me. Like she would, was my best friend is my best friend since preschool and I mean she she would get pissed at me but in the loving way and she'd like give me that mom glare with that crazy eye across the room uh, but the other ones they were more loving and more comforting because they're, they're not as confrontational as that one friend <laughs> and but it's good <laughs> confrontational because I need that and she definitely kept me in check and she still keeps me in check and if I like go to scratch or, like smack my hand or something but she means she means very well uh, but they were all very loving and very comforting and would stick up and it was they were great one cut her hair for me like it was it was cool they were pretty cool that's so nice that's awesome so shout out them like that's great thank yeah. you yeah, that's wonderful exactly um, is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like me to ask? I don't, th I think we, nah, I don't know. That's such a bad question. Ah, I hate that question <laughs> so much. Um, I don't think so. No, no, I can't think of anything. Well, if you do think of anything, just come back on the show. We'll ask you that. Oh, yeah. I definitely will. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jordan. I really appreciate your time and sharing your story. And I can't I wait can't for everyone. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. It was so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Have a great night. You, too.